0: It is Ayn Mar Shem Pei Pedal, the seventh of the month of Mar 5784, here at the database with Rabbi Ishua Eisenberg. We're here at Inyana De Yomi, In today's Daf, we find a Rashi which quotes a Pusuk, from this week's Parsha, and that is on Kedushin Daf Ayin. And on Ayin Amud Beis, we actually have a shout out to last week's Parsha, Parsha's Noah, as we will get to hopefully at the end. Uh, but in the meantime, on Kedushin Daf Ayin, we are in the parak of Asar Yixin, the ten different kinds of legacies of lineage that came up from the Galus from Bovel, with Ezra. So, for example, there was Kohain, there was Levi, there was Yisrael, all different kinds of Jews that came up with Ezra. And among them, the topic of today's discussion, the Mishnah tells us that Mamzerim came up with Ezra. Mamzerim, of course, are individuals who are born from a from a relationship which is usser according to the Torah, and that that relationship has no Tfisis Kedushin, no marriage can actually result from that relationship, and the Isser is an Isser Kares, there is Kares for having that kind of relationship. So the child who was born is a Mamzer, it's a flawed lineage, and the Gemara searches for the source. How do we know that Mamzerim came up with Ezra? And the second attempt is the Pasuk as follows. So the Pasuk says, and these were the ones that ascended from tel Melach, tel imer but they could not tell their father's houses nor their offspring whether they were from Yisrael, says the Pasuk in Nechemiah, Zion, Samach Aleph, 761 in Nehemiah. So, the Gemara explains a little bit further, what does it mean that these were the ones that ascended from Tel Melach, the mound of salt? Odom, sedom, melach. These are the people that committed actions that resembled those of the of Sedom, those of Sedom, who were flipped and turned into a mound of salt. And right here on our on our daf, Rashi explains what are the Maisei Sedom? Shehuyum agalei they would do Gilea Raios, They would have these illicit relationships. The as the Pasik in this week's parasha says in Bereishis, Yod Gimel Yod Gimel thirteen thirteen, that the anshe sedom were that they were evil and they were sinners. And as Rashi highlights, um, and this is uh, Rashi quotes what he says on the Torah as well on this Pasuk in Lech Lecha, He says, They were evil. Why does it have to say both that they were evil and they were sinners? That they were evil with their bodies. They committed averus with their bodies. And they were sinners. They sinned with their money. And Rashi goes on to base. His explanation on the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Kuv 109b in Sanhedrin, where the Gemara elaborates a little bit more on the Mises Sodom What's very fascinating is that if you go to that Gemara, we find two different explanations for Ra'im Vachata'im in terms of what kinds of Averos were being committed by the people of Sodom Now, as it turns out, they're actually... The, the, the two explanations agree that the sins of Sodom were both with their bodies, they were, there were um, illicit relationships being committed, and there were also financial-related sins being committed. The question is, which one is referenced by the word ra'im, that they were evil, and which one is referenced by the word chata'im, that they were sinners? And we find that if you look at the Perishim on the Torah, it turns out that there's a machlokus rashi, and unklus. Rashi says that when the Pusuk says that they were ra'im, that they were evil, that's referring to their bodies. V'chata'im, and they were sinners, that refers to their money. Targum unklus. Says the exact opposite, as Uncleus explains. Anush and the stone bishin bimamon They were bad. They were evil with their money. the be gvia Big Be gvia But they were they were um, sinning with their bodies. So, what is the basis for this machlokus? So, it's really the Gemara and Sanhedrin on Kuf, um, Kuf Tasam and Aleph, because there we have Rabbi Yehuda, the first opinion, which aligns with Rashi. Rebihuda Yehuda in Begufan v'Chatam B'Mamonim. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda says that they were evil with their bodies and they sinned with their money. And how does Rabbi Yehuda know this? He has pesukim to support it. Because um, what we find when it comes to evil with your body, we find in Barashis Lamed Tes Tes the story of Yosef and Ishes Potiphar, es How can I do this? This evil, this ra. And what about uh, and what about the chet as a reference to money? So in Parshas Ki uh, in, in Devarim Tes Vav Tes fifteen nine, which I believe is Parshas Re'eh. Uh, so there it says that it will be for you a sin And this Pasuk is in reference to financial Averos So Chet apparently means sinning with your money However, the Gemara then proceeds to quote a brisa that says the opposite Really, Rai means with their money And that they, they sinned, that was with their bodies How do we see that? Because the pasuk in, in the same pasuk in Devarim Tesvav Tes actually says Vira'a that your eye will be evil against your brother, right? And then it says uh, and what about Chataim B'Kufan? Go back to the very same pasuk regarding Yosef Bereshis test Tes, and it says I'm going to sin to Hashem. So we see that the words Ra and Chait can both be used for either a sin committed with your body, a of relationships, or a sin committed with your money. And the question is, like, who, who really cares what difference does it make if the people of Sodom were committing both Averos? They were doing things that were ra, and they were, they were committing chata'im, chataos as well, they were doing Averos, and whichever one refers to which, they were doing both Averos with their bodies and Averos with their money. Right? They, 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 were, they were committing perhaps rape and incest, and they were also stealing and withholding wages and doing other kinds of bad things with money. So who cares? What's the big deal? The Mepharshay Rashi tried to explain that Rashi at least is trying to explain what he believes just to be the Pashup shot over the word Ra and Chet. And perhaps you could explain along similar lines that when the Torah describes someone as Ra, he's talking about the person fundamentally, or right? the Torah is talking about that the person is fundamentally evil in in, in their ways, in their hashkafas, the way they, the way they think, and maybe that that's manifest in certain averos, and that yet chatoim is a reference to acting perhaps on, on on those evils. Right, there are two aspects: that that you are a bad person and you do bad things, and on the contrary, we could have someone who is a good person um, in thought and in, in Hashkafa. and then there's a person who 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 does good things. The difference between doing chessed and being a bal chessed. And perhaps something similar could be suggested here. However, the Torah Tamimah says something very fascinating. The Torah Tamimah explains the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Gemara and the Bresa, and what is also perhaps the difference between Rashi and Onkelos. Um, which one do we assume is a Ra, which one is a Achet? So the Torah explains that... Really, when the Torah says that they were Ra, and then adds that they were sinners, right? Not only were they evil, but they were even sinners. So that is to suggest that Chataim is worse than Raim. It's adding something. It's adding a, a lower level of evil, or we should say a greater level of evil. And says the Torah there's a machlokus. which one is actually worse? Sinning with the body or sinning with money? And again, Rashi says that they that the chait that they did was with their um was with their mamon, so what's worse about sinning with your money says the Tertimimah, the thing that's worse about sinning with your money is that that is an avera both against man and against Hashem, whereas sinning with your body is just a sin against Hashem, so perhaps it is worse, it is more garua to sin with with your money. And we know that chamas Gezel, This was, um, according to at least one opinion in the measure, this was the final straw for the dor hamabul from last week's parsha. And yet, the other possibility is that you know what? Maybe it's even worse to sin with your body than to sin with your money, because after all, money is nitan lahashava. You are able to return money. You can. Re- you could be meisha You could return the money that you owe to another person. But when you commit an illicit relationship. You cannot reverse that when you create mamzeris, the you know the, the, there isn't a real way to fix the status of the individual who is a Mamzer. and therefore you have tainted that legacy forever. And so the question is what is worse an Avera committed against both man and Hashem or an Avera, although albeit only against Hashem, but it's an Avera that's irreversible you know we can, we can uh, have the debate from you know forever perhaps, but just to understand the the, the low levels that are being described here of the people of Sodom. We'll finish with uh, an interesting shout-out that the Gemara has on Ayan base Beis to last week's Parsha, of Noach, where, related to the topic of lineage, so Rabbi Yehuda had explained that there were certain people in Narda, um, certain families, that they had flawed legacy, and the people were very upset with him for saying this, although this was the truth. And Rabbi Huda said that there were actually, I'm um, 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 really uh, sorry, the, the Shmuel there said that there were two families Tarte Zarya, Arda. There are two families in Arda, and one of them is pure, one of them is impure. Chada Mikarya. Debe Yona, one is called the the, the house of Yona, the de be Oravti, and the other one is called the house of the Orave, the Raven or the Crow. We have the dove on the one hand and we have the crow on the other hand. These are the two families. The and your mnemonic to know which one's the impure one and which one is the pure one. Tame tame tahor tahor. The impure bird name is the impure family, the one with impure legacy, and the pure one, um, which is the dove that has the pure legacy. And it's very fascinating, again, the two birds that he quotes, um, the two birds, the two family names, one happens to be the the dove, one happens to be the crow or the raven. We have the Yona on the one hand, the Orv on the other. These, we know, are the two birds that were sent out by Noah. And so much is written on the significance, the symbolism of these two birds. The Choma Sanuch explains that the Orev represents Esav and Yishmael and that, that they will have the Malchus you know, before a Mashiach comes and that the Dov, the Yona, represents Klaistra. We know in many places Klaistra is compared to the Yona. We know that the that um, there are many Chazals that explain how the Orev did not completely fulfill the mission that was um, asked of him by Noah to go out and see if the waters had dried up. He flew around, but because he had made it on the Teva, which was, uh, which was not what he was supposed to do, no one was supposed to be um, having relations on the Teva, so he started suspecting Noah, and so he never got really very far at all, and the Yona went off to do the mission, and, and the Yona came back with uh, you know, b- being productive, doing the mission as he was supposed to, the HaChaim has a long piece explaining the Rishos, the wickedness of the orev for his for the acts that he committed on the teva and the vikuach the debate that the gemara records between noach and the ona also in the gemara in sanhedrin ondaf koftes or rather kofchas over there but right before the gemara that we cited earlier but let these two birds stand as another reminder about the differences between israel la'amim we have on the one hand in this weeks parsha the likes of Avraham Avinu, and the difference between him and the people of Sodom. We have the difference between Noach and the Dor and, of course, the difference between the Orev and the Dove. Um, the, the, the difference between the Rishayim of the world, the wicked nations of the world, the Umos Olam, and, of course, Klai Israel, who will be saved like the Yona through its wings, Klai through its mitzvahs, as the Gemara elsewhere says. We are living in a time, at the moment of this recording, where we are able to see the face of evil as it is showing its face to us in Hamas and its supporters, its sympathizers, people so morally corrupted and debased to the point of of Sodom that just has to be flipped over, turned into a mound of salt, like the Dor HaMabol, who completely has relinquished its understanding and forfeited its moral understanding of the difference between good and evil, Ben Tov Lera, even when that difference has never been so clear, and our job is just to continue to do our shlichus as did the yona, we should be zocha to do that towards the ge'ula, to find menucha for the kaf of our regel, and we should be zocha to besoros tovos. If you enjoyed this year, and others like it on the podcast, and you want to partner up with, with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group where you can find links to have uploaded Shir, and links to Shirim that I repost due to their relevance, and all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Until next time, stay tuned and attuned to these incredible nyanadiyomi. And thank you for joining us here at The Database.